frozen wasteland, haunted by the undead and the dying. What is there to do but survive through the graveyard of horrors and a garden? doctor's office it's supposed to be like i think nice because it's like a university doctor place but they had just installed locks on the doors so if you have to get nude for whatever reasons um they can put like this like weird like old sketchy like motel like lock on it and then the (laughs) nurse comes in from another door and she's just like oh here like we're gonna lock it like because you can get naked because i had to get my cooter looked at Mm -hmm. and then Yeah, so she like she's like I just gotta lock the door so no one comes in, and I was like, don't want anyone peeking, and she was like, uh huh, like, okay. <laughs> and then it just sh- scooch too far. Oh, I did, and then I continued as after they came back in, and I was like, I my I was sweaty because I had to like run off the bus into my doctor's appointment, get mm-hmm. naked, and then I had to scoot my sweaty ass all over there. All over their table, and I ripped their paper up so bad it looked like a kitten got in there. <laughs> it's just like fucking it up, and it's just like this like sketchy like motel lock. Everything was bad. I was like, I don't like any of this. But I was saying, I was saying to Brian, I was like, I, I sent this out as a mass Snapchat. But I was like, does anyone else wear their nicest underwear to the doctors, like when they like when they gotta get a pap test? And all of my friends back were like, oh yes, obviously. And then one of them wrote back and was like, yeah, but you have to hide in your pants so that the doctor can't see it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's politeness, <laughs> like, obviously. That's between you and Jesus. Exactly. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like I know I'm wearing it for you, but you won't know. <laughs> Hey guys, just wanted to let you know today's episode is brought to you by the Lucky Die Podcast. They are an apocalyptic 5e actual play drama set in a homebrewed world that is edited and scored with a polish that creates an immaculate sheen upon my fancy little ear holes. Honestly, I'd say more, but I'm just going to let them show you what I mean. You see, looking up from the ground, blood red clouds boiling across the sky. You did ask me to bring the thunder. <laughs> Agent! Agent! Uh, help! I've got the chalice, please! Well, if they're following you, then I guess that takes care of a loose end for me. <laughs> All of you feel the earth beneath you shake and crack and break. I feel that I have failed both of you, and I am sorry for that. This has nothing to do with you being a bad leader. Do you want a countdown? Oh, I think I want to count down. I wanted Three, to help. I always had good intentions. I did not deserve to die. Now. The Lucky Die Podcast is a weekly 5e Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Join our adventure every Monday wherever you download podcasts by searching for The Lucky Die. Thanks again so much to The Lucky Die. And now, let's get into it. Welcome back, everyone, to Tales of Bone and Ice, a D&D survival and comedy podcast that finds our strapping adventurers in a post-apocalyptic world. Speaking of straps, my name is Marilyn, and I play Maris, a milf-loving dragonborn paladin. Because <laughs> it's straps and straps. Oh, yeah? I didn't get it. Explain it again. <laughs> when a woman loves another woman very much. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah? <laughs> 
Yeah? Wow! <laughs> With me today and every day in my heart is Grimhelm, playing our star Sukun Kana, a Kalshnar druid. That me. That you. And with me today and every day in my mind is Candorcor, playing our level-headed yet confused as to what he signed up for, Goliath Fighter Condemned. You know, it's becoming more and more clear by the recording, and I love all of you. Thank you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and last with me today and all days, as we share one brain cell, is our ringleader of this hell circle, Brian. That me. <laughs> that you. Hey. That you. Now come with us as we recap what happened last episode so we can get this battle on the go. All right. Hit me with the recap rolls. I got a 13. D20, don't fuck me. You fucked me three. Only person didn't have a chance. Okay, that's not true. Only person who didn't listen to it. The universe <sighs> says, fuck you, Marilyn. This is what you get for not listening to it. <laughs> Truly. Truly. What a strapping young lass. All right. Here's what happened for session five. We go to Jules to help fix stuff up. There's a man helping named Belfast. He's a fear bulg. He's like a big bluish gray. He's, he's ginger with red hair and beard. Bill is married to Jerome. Jerob. Gareth. Jerome. Garth. Gerald. Jerome. 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 Went missing, underlined. Very important. Uh, Bill is not thinking about this, apparently. Also underlined. We go into Jules' place. It's nice and warm. Another person named Jade, small, thin, elven woman, sickly. Sick and Kana gets dream of black feathers falling uh, onto a liquid floor. Um, I apologize to Nurse Ratchet, whatever her name is. We decide to go to Bill's. And then, in all caps, I wrote, Bill has feathers headlock when sesh starts when sicken kana says so and then a line with another there's like one line pointing to something and then it says but we don't know that so i don't know what we don't know <laughs> and i don't know if it ended with a headlock or not <laughs> sicken kana has not told us the bill lucky foot has a bunch of feathers oh but when she does we're gonna put him in a headlock <laughs> that was just something that you were saying because you were at the end of the night. You're like, all right, put me in I mean, the, at the end of the night, that's usually my response to everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm, we're in one of those tricky situations where I feel like once we know that he's got feathers, that's going to be an obvious sign of some kind of deceit. But at the same time, if we put him in a headlock, he can be like, what are you doing? Or like, we're, we're capturing you. And he'll be like, why? And we're like, because you... Um, we're not really supportive of the of the transracialism movement. I don't know. We didn't think this far <laughs> ahead, but uh, but we stand firmly. Yeah, and we hope this doesn't age. My notes are similar. Uh, it says most recent last time uh, building stuff. That's when you help Belfast and Jewel build stuff. Sukunkana became puppy, uh, and then stealth stuff occurred because she had to hide from things. Oh, and she can stop sneezing. Yeah. Yeah. Awkward. Awkward dinner with Jewel and Jade. Uh, I thought it was lovely. <laughs> Connie talks about some shit. Right. He goes a little bit into his backstory stuff, and he talks about that uh, stuff that happened. Uh, got interrupted by Jewel. Uh, Maris apologizes to the nurse with no name so far. <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> you guys walked over to Bill Luckyfoot's, and on the way to Bill Luckyfoot's, Sukunkana uh, <laughs> talked about turning into a spider, and nobody knew... What the hell she was talking about, except for the fact... A nukinka. Nukinka. 
which is small, and then she turned into a spider, uh, scared the crap out of Connie because uh, seeing a spider for the first time is pretty freaky. Eight legs, small, skittering around a bunch. Mm. Um, you never forget your first spider. She jumped off and was going to hide in Bill Luckyfoot's clothing uh, and landed past his clothing and landed in a mess of feathers. Here's what I have for the last scene. We go and talk to Bill. Fang is there. Bill's pretty sus. Spider time. Condemned is afraid of spider. Hippity hop onto Bill Luckyfoot. Oh no, he's feathers. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, feather town. Perfect. I'm glad we all make great notes. And then we start. <laughs> Connie and Maris, you are standing next to Fang and looking at Bill Luckyfoot. Sukunkana is not currently with you physically. Just emotionally. Uh, Connie, can you give me a perception check real quick? Blue. Blue, nat 20. Nice. You barely saw Sukunkana leap off of your shoulder and land into Bill Luckyfoot, not on him, Mm -hmm. and she disappeared past his vest. The thought that goes through Condemned's mind is, they come stealth? (laughs) (laughs) They are invisible? (laughs) These are terrifying. <laughs> Sorry, what was the last thing that we said to Bill Luckyfoot? I was just going to ask that too. Or did he just come out? I think that was it. Yeah, he just came out. Okay, great. All right. And I jumped on his little body. What was our game plan going into this? Sukunkana was going to creep around and like look for anything hinkity-pinkity, right? I think the game plan was if he's sus, we're going to creep around. If he's not sus, uh, maybe just talk to him. <laughs> yeah, I think we're just going to... Su- we- the-, the plan was just to softball a few questions at him and then see if anything cropped up. Mm. Yeah, and things, oh boy, did crop. They, they be cropping. <laughs> they be cropping. <laughs> All right. Um, Maris, do you want to take the lead on this conversation or shall condemned? I don't remember like what we're asking him because it's just like he's doing a bad job of the town, right? And we were just going to be uh, like... So you guys, the intent that you guys had was to go and ask him if there was any more work that needed to be done around town. Right. Right. Work that needed to be done. That was what the com- that was what the conversation was going right. to be. Were we going to ask about his like hubbin too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I will. I guess I'll go in for that one then. Ah, uh, Mister Luckyfoot, Bill. Uh, yeah. Yes. Myself and my comrades here have been told by Jewel that the majority of the building work was done. We were wondering if there was anything else that you needed for us to do. Uh, we had heard. Perhaps on more personal note, that your uh, partner had gone missing. Oh yes, it was. Uh, it's it's unfortunate. He was seems to have been caught up in the uh, the undead attack. It's 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 troubling business. Um, would uh, you? Can I do an insight check? <laughs> sure. Blue. Oh, uh, twelve. No, eleven. Seems to be on the level. He's not doing a whole. He's it's it happens. People people get lost. People die in roving undead attacks. Okay. Uh, Sukun kind of, um, are we, cause like the last thing I knew was that we were, I was mind linked to at least Candor while Spider, cause we were just explaining, explaining what a Nukinka was. She kind of, I'm assuming that she just kind of landed on the feathers and just had a moment where she was just panicking internally and didn't know what to do. And now she's going to panic internally, but internal of Connie's mind. <laughs> <laughs> internally, but like externally to Connie's intern. No. Area. Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah. Tele- telepath stuff. Perfect. Uh, Connie, you're suddenly hit with this man's this the what is going on? 
what? Uh, um, uh, uh, well, you see, there's there's a lot of different things that you could possibly uh, uh, We need some uh, a little bit of uh, uh, space to like help make more. Uh, always uh, more buildings. Are nice. This is mm-hmm. not. This is not a halfling. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I'm gonna need you to do, I think, another perception check to try to listen to the stuff that Bill is saying because you're getting panic Tukankana in mind. And then also Bill's sort of like natural sort of anxious energy in his voice. And then Maris is just like nodding like, yeah. yeah. I mean, Maris would know what's going <laughs> on because she's not mind linked to Maris. Maris is going to know. Maris is going to hear this regardless. Can, can I get uh, an advantage on the check or something? Can, what Condemned would want to do is just hand this off, this conversation off to Maris and go in. So as soon as Sukun Kana started panicking into his mind, he would more or less be ignoring everything that Bill Lucky Foot is saying. Okay. Uh, in that case, uh, if you're going to be more or less ignoring, uh, then you can do a perception check with disadvantage just in case you passively sort of hear anything. Sure. Okay. I'll take that. It's a six. Okay. You don't catch much. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Maris, you hear him saying, like, there's always, um, uh, you, you can always build more, uh, places for people to live. Um, there's obviously still, uh, some of the bodies around and we need to help deal with some more of them. We were thinking, do you have, like, any sort of, like, defense structures that you think that we could put up? Like, do you have anything? Well, uh, the, the closest thing that we have is, is Jewel and Belfast, uh, and a few other, like, minor guards, like Harold. Uh, but there's not, like, we don't have the resources a lot of people, uh... Uh, like yourself have, uh, so it's it's difficult to set up a lot of, you know, defenses and and you know, weaponry and stuff. Do you want to do a time lapse of these like these two conversations split up, or do you are you okay with it going like simultaneously, sort of? No, I'm okay with it going simultaneously. Okay, so while that is happening, then, uh, but Sukunt Gana, what is happening? Are you okay? Uh, yeah, yes, no. This man, this is not. This is not Bill Luckyfoot. This is this is some kind of. Haha, ha. I, I don't have time to explain what a, uh, a, a common, 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 bird. I don't have time to explain what a bird is. Okay. Uh, the, oh God. Oh, I'm panicking. Oh boy. Uh, 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 grab him. Grab him. <laughs> All right. Calm down. Calm down. I'm assuming the players don't usually roll persuasion against each other, but can I ask... Sukun Kana to do a persuasion check to see because that's kind of like a weird ask in the middle and Condemned is like a little on edge as to wherein he's very protective of Sukun Kana but also he's not 100% sure how like streetwise she is. She's not. In that regard I think that instead of doing her asking for her to do a persuasion check I think that you doing an insight check would be a better place to determine how legitimate is this claim? Make an insight to see, is it a good idea to grab this man or not? <laughs> All right, sure. All right, well, I got a 19. Okay. You can see that you would have an incredibly easy time overpowering this man as as he appears. You don't necessarily know where Sukumkana is on his person, but you could probably get away with it without, you know, hurting her. And Sukunkana is genuinely, uh, incredibly concerned about the current situation at hand. Okay, I knew all that. Mm-hmm. And you, you can, you can legitimately see there's more to it than just 
you know, the regular teenage panic that she has. Right. Okay. There's more urgency in it than her regular I'm out in the wilds panicking voice. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? Fuck it. There's some kind of witch shit going on. Yeah. So he's kind of like, he's a witch. Cover his mouth. Okay. <laughs> Burn him. <laughs> Silence him. He'll cast a spell on you as soon as you get him. I know it. Just, just smash your little giant hand on his face and just shut him up okay you know what fuck it uh, i guess condemned is gonna do that it was nice being in this town i suppose uh athletics check and like maris has no fucking idea what's going on she's just vibing and then con is gonna suddenly just like like grab this man's face and slam him into the ground <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so fang is standing next to you and she's also like uh i think that it would be uh Good to deal with some of... And then give me an athletics check. Okay, do I get advantage because this is completely unexpected? Get a surprise round, yeah. Surprise. Yeah, surprise. sure, yeah. fuck it. Why not? That sounds fun. It's pretty surprising. Yeah. Let's all bully Brian into letting us get to it. Yeah. That's D&D, baby. Uh, you're still going to have to do it my way. All right, here it is. <laughs> oh, please be nice to me. Please be good. Wow. All right, so I got a 1 and a 19. Oh, oh my God. That's a 26. 25 total. Okay. Holy hell. Describe to me your intent. So Condemned would probably look a little bit distant as he's trying to interpret what Sukunkana is saying. And there'd be a look of like a little bit of concern maybe on his face. Like very, very slight because he's normally pretty emotionless. You know, doesn't really show his features. You know, uh, Maris would probably recognize it just because they spent enough time that any motion of his face would do anything. But aside from that, there'd be very little, like, indication between when he was just standing still, looking in that kind of, like, placid politeness that he exudes, and when he just leans forward very quickly, and what he's going to want to do is try and put one hand behind Bill's head, and another hand just put it up directly over uh, Bill Lucky Hook, the halfling's mouth. A Bill head sandwich. Yeah. So are you trying to, like, you're going to move forward just to be in the same space as him? Or are you trying to, like, move him forward? Yeah, I would, like, cross enough distance. I, I assume because we're, we're right outside of his door, right? Yeah. We probably knocked on the door, and then we're probably just standing a couple of feet away from him. Yeah. I imagine there's a pretty good chance that, especially for Condemned, he's within arm's reach. Mm-hmm. So if I have to move forward, if I have to move forward in order to get within arm's reach, then he'd do that. But it would be, like, a very quick, sudden lunge and grasp and shouting, he's a bitch! He's a bitch. He's within spider jumping distance, for sure. Oh, true. You reach forward and you yell out, the bitch, he's a bitch! <laughs> uh, and you grab onto the back of his head mm-hmm. and you put your hand towards the, the the front of his mouth to try to clasp his mouth shut. Yep. And you feel a stab in the palm of your hand. <gasps> like a bird beak? Like a beak, maybe. But he wouldn't know. He just feels a stab in the palm of his hand. And I don't even know what a beak is, so... Ain't got no time to explain birds. Yeah. So he grabs the head, and he's sort of like like when you're at the bottom of a chip bag, and you sort of have your hand in that little claw, like about a a a tube of Pringles, and you're trying to get to the bottom. That, but like over his weird protruding mouth lips. Well, I feel, yeah, I, I feel like just to be really specific, just in case it matters, is Condemned would sort of position... So that it twists his hand around so that the palm wasn't facing, like, whatever the pointy thing is. I assume that, because, like, assuming that this is 
It's probably a disguise self, but if it's any kind of illusion that's not going to break immediately, then he's kind of feeling it out blind. And so he'd automatically pivot a little bit and then grab around the what would feel to him just like a spike. Yeah. Uh, so he, he does sort of just... As you grab him. Okay, bring him inside. Bring him inside. Bring him inside. Come, get, get, come on. Come on in the tent. 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 Condemned would do that. Yeah. Condemned would just like pull... Like, pull him in and be like, let's get in. Fang is like, what the fuck? He's a bitch. He's a bitch. Let's get in. Let's get in. Uh, Fang just sort of like looks around real quick. Is anybody there? And there's like uh, a few people farther away. We determined no one was around because it was safe for Sukun kind of to turn into a spider, I think. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah. But like, you know, a little bit of time has passed just in case. Of course. Fang turns and looks around and is like, okay. Um, uh, and she like pulls out a dagger. Uh, and she follows. She follows you guys inside. Does Maris come, or does she just flabbergasted and being hot? Well, obviously that. But <laughs> I'm all. Yeah, I'm going to look around too, and then just kind of like whistle like a happy little tune, and just walk through the door and close it behind me, or like cl- make sure <laughs> everything like the, completely yep, normal. Do do to do. Like I'm just rolling with whatever the yeah. fuck you guys are doing. Nothing to see here. So you drag him into his home, and it's a pretty warm place. It's very nice. Uh, there's like a nice carpet on the ground, and there's a fire burning in like a nice little corner there. And there's, there's a nice chimney at the top, and the smoke is coming out the top. And uh, most of the stuff is brown and red. And there's like a table made out of bone, and there's like a, a piece the the piece that's used as the tabletop is a nice long uh, flattened out and hardened piece of leather. So it's pretty. It's it's mostly just taut, and it's it's very nice in here. He's got like a couch. Uh, and then there's like a bunch of furs in the corner just like piled up yep that's normal they're blankets <laughs> okay so i know that i can respond to sukun kana's telepathy within a certain period of time am i still within that could i send her a message uh you guys are actually it's actually for her it's within distance and you are still within 10 feet of each other or 20 feet because you're level two now okay great so then i'm gonna say be very careful my people know how to deal with witches, and I'm going to telekine- uh, telepath to Sukun Kana. My people have no idea what to do with witches. What do we do? Sukun kind of skitters as fast as she can onto the ground. She skitters onto the ground, and she's going to unspider dramatically. I do. I do want Connie to do a. Uh... Deception check or intimidation? Intimidation. First a deception. Okay. Scare this bird. Scare That's him. Fair. If it works intimidation with an advantage. Yeah. If he if he gets the deception check, then we'll see about an intimidation check. Alright. I think red is my scariest deception die. Well, nope. Three. Okay, so he uh, doesn't believe you, but you can roll your intimidation check with disadvantage. Okay. Because red is the color of love. That could be, you know, that's probably it. That's why. Um, I don't suppose I could use my strength instead of my charisma since I'm physically grappling him. Uh, what do you, f- besides physically grappling, because that's like, you know. Squeeze like, his little bird head. Yeah. What are you, you going to do to physically intimidate him more than just grabbing him? I would probably tighten my grip on the back of his head, right? And do that sort of thing where I shake it a little bit. Okay. Lift him up on the ground uh yeah in that case you can use your strength i'm scared i don't know if you're proficient in intimidation or not Ooh, um i am and so that's uh a nat 20 hate to see it and <laughs> a 15 so a total of 21 okay so you sort of like tighten your grip on the back of his head and squeeze on his beak a little bit more his his gross disgusting protruding bird spear face that i can't even see yeah and uh you just hear him go 
Oh, I hated that. Yeah, and then uh, kind of fucking uh, Autobots roll out, turns into a, a person. As dramatically and menacingly as possible. Like, she's lifting her arms up when she gets out of being Spider, and she's like... As she comes out of Spider, she's in a rotating chair. She turns around. She's petting a bald cat. She suddenly has scars <laughs> on her face. And bald. It scares the shit out of Condemned, and he loses his grip on Bill automatically. Uh, I, I, I have a fun way for, for this one. As intimidatingly and as scary as possible, so you, you sort of... Your spider shape grows faster than your Kalashtar shape appears. So sort of like there's this t- tiny, like, you know, thumb-sized spider that suddenly just, like, becomes, like, larger and larger. And the, the ends of the limbs start to be, uh, like, fingers, and they sort of come together. And eventually the limbs become hands and feet, and you sort of grow into the size, and the thorax is all... Uh, dark and furry and you just sort of eventually become and then there's like the white hair that comes from your head flows down the back of your back and you stand up and you curl up from the difference of having an exoskeleton to having skin again and it's terrifying oh my god animorphs never talked about this (laughs) (laughs) i hate it thank you you said as intimidatingly as possible yeah and I thought I was just going to pose dramatically at the end like Jojo. You still can. Anyway, so she she comes out of that. Hopefully, is he looking scared? Uh, yeah, by multiple different parts of this. Yeah, and she she looks him in the eye and she says, saying it out loud. <coughs> <laughs> Get that phlegm. <coughs> I, su- <coughs> I suggest that you tell us the truth. Does anybody here have a passive perception below an 11? Yes. Minus 10. Okay, so uh, he looks incredibly intimidated and scared. Connie and Sukumkana, uh, that f- there was a foul smell that you noticed earlier. Not Connie, but uh, Maris noticed this. I don't know if she would have mentioned it, but the foul smell is worse in here. Ah, uh, big surprise! <laughs> Maris, you're a bit busy with the, with, the, with the woman turning from spider into, like, gross into person, and the, like, crunching of the, the face and the, 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 the violence. Uh, Fang is standing behind all of you, and she's got, like, her two daggers out. Daggers akimbo. Wouldn't Fang have, like, Hellas nose smell with the rotting flesh that I assume is happening, though? Because she wolf yep. lady? she, she, her, like, effectively, like, she's not in, like, wolf mode right now, but, like, her, ha- her like, facial hackles are sort of, like, up. She's, like, upset. It's like, ugh, it's gross. Gross in there. Yuck. Somebody gotta clean out their fridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll look to Sukun Kana. Should should I let him speak? Uh, kind of uh whispers, "Akim Koko," and she summons some fire, and then she walks over to him intimidatingly, and she says, "You best not be casting any spells, Birdman." Or this one d eight is going straight into your hit points. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He doesn't know that. <laughs> I love that quote. <laughs> I'm level two and I'm trying to be scary. Eat this d eight. Yeah. Eat it. Uh, so he just, he 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 looks visibly panicked, and uh, his illusion fades away. Mm-hmm. And what you see before you is a small, black feathered, fairly long beaked having kenku. He has bandage wraps over his hands, gentle, like, furs and leathers that sort of cover him from the waist down, but the feathers are very thick, and they look like they are sort of akin to, like, how penguin feathers grow, so they're fairly oily, so that they're able to keep pretty warm. He's got a bit of blubber 
But it's 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 layers. It's sort of matted. It's kind of gross. No wonder it smells in here. You dirty bird. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> he cast power word kill. Yeah, that's fair. Bye. <laughs> Condemned loosens his grip a bit on the beak, but he is ready to tighten it again as soon as Bill does anything suspicious, like starting to cast a spell or starting to attack or uses like really big words that Condemned is unacquainted with would probably also do it just in case because he doesn't know. So, And have I, has Maris ever seen a Kenku before? Or like we a saw it in the dream. Yeah, and you saw Feathers in a dream. Uh, no, uh, one of the people that was... Oh, that's right. No, he was an Aarakocra. Oh, mm-hmm. he was an Aarakocra. Ah. Right. So it, it looks similar, but like... I mean, let's be real. Maris probably can't tell the difference if the past is anything to go by. God, she's problematic. <laughs> he looks the same, but he's much smaller. Oh, okay. So you can see this. Like, none of you have ever seen, like, a guy who looks like this. He's he's very different. He's not um, like... So if Maris has never seen any per- person or, like, being like this before, they're just going to be like, whoa. <laughs> just, like, a nice generalized whoa. <laughs> uh, so he says, I can't talk. Hard to, st- hard to speak, please. Do you, do you want a lozenge? <laughs> not be mouth. Mouth is... Hard to speak. Make do. Correct. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So you can kind of nods and she's like, figure it out. Yeah. You run. You run everything. <laughs> uh, so Sukun kind of is going to like look at him and say, where? Where's Bill? Bill. Bill. He told me. Bill. Bill's not here anymore. Bill's with me. Bill is with me. He's not here anymore. He's with me. (sighs) Condemned is going to close the bird's mouth. Um, So I've got him grappled, right? Uh, Yeah, he's grappled. Okay, great. So what Condemned is going to do is he's going to raise up. The way I'm picturing it is that Condemned would, I guess, be to... Bill's right. Okay. So Condemned lifts up his left foot and kicks, uh, tries to kick at the back of Fake Bill's knee to put him onto his knees. Yeah, just give me an attack roll. Sure. Or athletics. It's the same roll. Doesn't matter. Destroy this man. Uh, that's a nine. It doesn't do it. He manages to stay standing. He goes, <laughs> can, can I do something wild? Yeah. Yeah. Do it. I know, and like, I know the fans have been itching for this because I'm a paladin and I have a thing called divine sense. So as an action, I can detect good and evil. Um, and then I can sense anything affected by the hollow spell or whatever the fuck. Anyway, so I want to do that just because like, this is a lot. <laughs> There's definitely a zombie in this room. Just saying. Yeah. Like it smells like I knew that it smelled weird. And now all of a sudden Bill, like the happy go foot lucky guy all of a sudden turned into a thing and condemned is like wrestling him and i'm like oh this feels bad so now i'm gonna use my divine divine sense to see if it feels feels bad okay so you open up your divine sense and uh how what does it look like for you (sighs) great question wasn't prepared um for me i think it's just kind of a like a warming like do you ever get like brain chills 
Mm. Sure. Spider sense. Yeah, spider sense sort of thing where it's like, I kind of get like this warm tingling like right at the very top center of my scalp that just kind of like moves all the way down my body kind of like slowly. And then if I feel something, it kind of like goes like faster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's just kind of like, and then it starts to like radiate a little bit, like, but I, I can like feel it. Okay. So you feel that sensation when you look at Bill and as you can sense that there's a, a distinct struggle between sort of evil and nothing. And then in a different part of the room, underneath the furs, you sense... Because I believe Divine Sense also lets you sense undead and stuff. Yeah, undead. Undead, celestials, all that kind of shit. Fiend. Yeah. yeah, within 60 feet. That is not behind total cover. Yeah. So you get a very, very, very small sense that there is something undead very near to the furs in the corner. Perfect. And Bill is, is or no, uh, uh, Birdle. Birdle. Bill is struggling. He's... <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, perhaps we were not clear. When we ask questions, we want informative answers. And I'm going to release the mouth a little bit again. I cannot say anymore. That's all I know. That's all I know. Let me speak. I will say everything. I will tell you. Okay, well. You can speak just fine. <laughs> yeah. So you can kind of nods and like mentally, like links to you guys. She's like, never trust a witch. <laughs> like, never. The mouths don't trust them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> we, we caught the bad guy. <laughs> When you say he is with you, what does that mean? He's he, he part of me now. Just like Chop said, part of me now. Just like who said? Part Chop Chop, part of me now. Pork Chop? Pork Chop? He said <laughs> it would be part of me now. So, okay, so if you ate Bill, then what is the undead thing you have under your furs. And I'm going to point to the pile of furs. What? What? Guys, they've got he's he, they've got something weird under there. His eyes go wide and he looks incredibly panicked and he starts saying, "No! No! Don't, don't shut him up." And he starts he starts struggling and he starts moving around. Oh, are you scared of it? Panicking. I clamp his mouth. Uh Sukun kind of immediately moves behind everyone else and towards the door. Hey bird, bird, are you scared of what's down there? Nod your head, yes. Uh he he doesn't nod. He's 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 furious. He's he's terrified. He's panicking. He's going to try to break out. All right. I hate that smug look. What does that mean? <laughs> you bastard. Uh, can Sukun kind of like touch him from, because she's like behind everyone now. Is she able to like just touch him and cast guidance? This is a bit too fast and weird. So that would, that okay. yeah, I don't think it would matter. You know what? I'm going to burn my inspiration because that was another nine. Okay. <gasps> you love nines. Okay. You know what? Fuck you. Hey, I rolled a nine. Oh, cool. Great. Okay. Well, it's a 15 anyway. Okay. So he's, he's wiggling, he's worming, he's struggling. Uh, and and all the the weird movement of it, the panicked movements, the the hands all over your face. He manages to to wriggle himself free just for a moment. God damn it! He says, "There!" And can can I use my action surge? This is more of a reaction type thing. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So he says, "There!" And uh, he disappears in a puff of feathers and appears on the other side of the room, next to all the uh, all the furs. And you can see him rip them all off. There's a bunch of limbs crawling around all over 
a body that has a missing leg and a missing arm, <gasps> along with the uh, missing bottom half of a jaw. Ew. When we say a bunch of limbs, do we mean more than we would expect to find on a single humanoid? Uh, are these like disembodied limbs that are crawling around? So it's it's hard to say that it's it's more like like limbs. It's definitely like there's parts of rib cage. There's uh, like some hands and some legs and stuff. And it looks like are they disembodied and crawling around, or are they attached to yeah, it? No, they are. They are all crawling around separately. Like the rib cages are crawl like inching around like little worms. A lot. They they're sort of moving like together as sort of like a, a weird mass when they do try to move around. So they're like kneading themselves into a loaf of bread. Yeah. But it's a bunch of body pieces. It looks like it, it's it, it couldn't it, it might be more than one person, but it looks like it could also just be the pieces from one. Cool. Condemned is going to rush after Bill and try and grapple him again. In that case, roll initiative. If everybody could roll initiative in the thing, so I can get them a little easier. I got a seven. Did you get worse than seven? I did not. Then you're winning. I got a seven. Oh. Maris did. I got a six. Did Bill get a five or not Bill? Burled? Birdle? <laughs> Birdle? Birdle? All right. So, Sukumkana, you go first. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, we got Sukumkana, Bill, Connie, Maris, Zombie. <laughs> zombie gets a turn? Zombits. Oh, did Bill also get a seven? He got a six. Or he got a seven, yeah. Funny. Well, I'm glad we're all bad. Sukunkana, because she already has uh, the produced flame out, the Akinkuku, and she's just going to be like, she's just panic react, throws it at the mishmash of of limbs. Okay. I got 23 to hit. Yeah, that hits. I rolled a 7 for damage. Yep, that uh, that definitely deals some damage. 7, maybe? <laughs> yeah. 7 damage, at least? It's crazy how that works sometimes. <laughs> just checking. All right, and then uh, so uh, she's gonna say out loud, "What the fuck? <laughs> what?" And that's her turn. All right, up next is uh, Birdie Bill. He looks at the three of you, and uh, especially at Connie, and he points his hand out flat, and you can see the palm of his hand. Uh, you can see uh, some feathers fly out from the palm of his hand, as some of you would know this to be magic missile. Here I am out of shield spells. <laughs> he hits you for a whopping 12 damage right in your chest. You feel all three of these uh, these feathers hit you. Oh, all three went for me? Okay. Yeah, he is super down with stopping you from grabbing onto him. All right. Well, um, in that case, I'm going to use that thing i've got what's it called stones endurance reaction 1d12 plus my proficiency no my constitution modifier mm. hey 14 all right so you just sort of like you feel these things just but your your body seems to become rock hard as they just sort of <laughs> don't seem to to even pierce the skin or bruise anything at all Okay, I'm going to rush up to him. He looks, he says, No, you, you, you're the one who hurt me. You're the one who hurt me and Bill. <sighs> and I'm going to make an athletics check. You're going to try to grapples? Yep, try to grapples. All right, that is a 20 grand total. Who wins ties? Higher decks, isn't it? Well, for initiative, yeah. I would like it to be... 
Whoever has the higher proficiency bonus. <laughs> whoever has the most gumption. I thought it was whoever had the higher initiative modifier. I know that's how it works for initiative. I'm not sure if that's how it works for other stuff, though. The situation remains the same as it was before the contest, so nothing happens. You you run up and you try to grapple him, but he's he's dodging out of the way. He's very dexterous. He doesn't want to get grabbed by you again. He's very afraid of that, so he's extra cautious of it. Okay, well, I use my action search to grapple him again. Okay. You, he should be afraid. 17. Uh, so he's, he's, he's definitely trying to dodge, and you're, you're reaching left and right, and eventually you just get an arm around him. Probably uh, one arm and a shoulder, like Olympic wrestling style. Sure, so I get my arm around, uh, around his neck, and I say, I've just started hurting you. And that's your turn? I'm going to drag him a little bit away from the pile of uh, pile of undead and from the allies. Uh, okay, so you drag him a little bit away from the zombies. Yeah. Uh, Maris. Perfect. I want to run up on him. On Bill? Yeah, on Bill. And I want to smack him in the beak with my maul. Okay. Um, but I also want to use Divine Smite. Um, so I deal an extra 2d8 da- uh, radiant damage. Nice. Okay. Um, to hit, that is a natural 20. Damn. Natural 20. Yes. I'm going to smack that beak right off him. He's going to be eating out of a straw for the rest of oh, his life. Jesus. Get him. Well, I mean, we'll probably kill him. So that's 19, and then I get an extra... 4d8. So that's 19 damage plus 13 damage. So, I mean, you do the math. Not because I can't. <laughs> 32. You run up on this motherfucker with uh, probably a lot of hate in your heart, and you 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 swing your maul, and it's it comes around, and it's like Connie's sort of holding him pretty tight. He's not moving around a lot. You feel parts of his beak begin to like splinter as you smash him straight on in the face. It feels like it sort of crumples, but it also like it sort of some parts of it shatter and break off, and you can feel some of these reverberations through your uh, your your maul as you sink a little bit more of radiant energy directly into his face and a lot of him uh it seems to sort of like fry with divine energy and you can see his eyes have rolled into the back of his head and it looks like there's blood dripping out from his tear ducts and his nose and he says one as he goes completely limp in Connie's Goliath grasp. I just killed Bill. I think that was a joint effort. Oh, really. guys, I just killed Bill. Did he just... Oh, God, I just killed Bill. Does that make me the mayor? I'm not ready for that responsibility. I was just only here to get bones and stuff. Should we heal him? Oh, my God. Uh, well, okay, wait, wait can, can we, we heal him to Bill? Pluck him. So, anyway, it's the next, uh, next turn. Uh... <laughs> Uh, there's still a whole other situation you got going on right now. Uh, this is probably pretty shocking. Uh, Connie, you you feel uh, grasping of bits and pieces and, and limbs and, and hands and feet that are all trying to climb up into your body and they move into your into your zone. And they do a 18 to hit, which I'm pretty sure hits. It is a tie, so yes. Okay. As these things begin to pierce your legs as they start to climb up your body and you can feel uh, fingernails and you can feel like the sharp ends of rib cages start to like clasp at your thigh as they start to 
to make their way up to try to overtake you. For the record, Condemned looks far less concerned about the disembodied limbs crawling up than he did about the weird bird witch. Uh, and then they do their second attack on you. Uh, 16. 16 is a miss. Yeah, that's good. Sorry, how much damage did the first attack do? Uh, it did 7. 7, alright. Next up is Sukunkana. Uh, Sukunkana uh, is going to do the only thing that she knows how to do. Which is produce flame. Because I thought about, ah, I could use ice knife. And I was like, oh, that would hurt all of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't do that. Uh, so you do have, there are two people in the way of the limbs. And one of them is crawling on the body. You might you, you would have to move to get into a position at which you'd have an easier time hitting them and not your friend. Yeah, so she like circles like around the outside of the tent so that she has a better angle. You know what I mean? So that she's still maintaining distance, but like isn't is able to see still i could i could do something completely crazy but i don't know i don't know if it would be helpful or not i mean the default option is to throw a fireball at something that's on my body so i'm okay i'm open to crazy yeah that, that's the default option um let me just actually you know what radiant damage we're gonna cast guiding bolt that's a better idea okay we're gonna cast guiding bolt so we're gonna do a ranged spell attack um while she's doing she says should should we uh should should we heal Bill? <laughs> I didn't. I, uh, let's see here. Oh, that was to hit. I only got an eight, so I don't think that's gonna do it. You you fire. A, how do you how do you shoot your rating bolt? Is it like a kamehameha, or is it like a out of your hand, or? Um. Well, she she lifts up her star map because that's her her spellcasting focus, mm. and she kind of like, like okay, look. I is it okay if it like levitates in her hand because it's cool. Yeah, like, that's fine. Okay, so she like lifts out her hand and like levitates in the air, and she kind of like like moves her hand backwards and then forwards as if she's shooting a gun. But the gun is just this little crystal in her okay. hand, and it just shoots it like a like a laser, like a radiant laser towards him. That's dope. That is so cool. I allow it. Did that hit me? <laughs> Still cool though. Don't care. <laughs> it does not hit any friends. So as you lift up your star map and you sort of just like fire a guiding bolt from it, uh, it flies over the limbs and just smashes into one of the furs that was behind it. Looks cool, though. Mm-hmm. Next up is Connie. Okay, so Condemned is going to continue holding on to Bill Luckyfoot, mm-hmm. and he's going to start, I guess, using his unarmed strikes. He's going to start kicking at the uh, at the zombie swarm, just like trying to stamp it out. Okay. I love that visual. I love that. Does he have a shield out, I guess? Do you have your shield out right now? No! Oh, shit. Okay, so actually we got a retcon because he wouldn't have a shield out Oh. Uh, due to the fact that, because he just grabbed Bill Luckyfoot mm. and then he moved in. He hasn't had an opportunity and I think it takes an action to equip the shield. So actually when that little, the I'm, I'm going to call it the limb swarm, mm. uh, hit him with a 16, that, was a, that did connect. All right, well, let's go and just real quick Shukunkana's thing still happened because it didn't really do anything except be cool. So I'll just roll the damage for that hit real quick. This should be easy for you. Okay. You took eight damage. Okay. And you have to do a strength saving. Eight necrotic damage, by the way. Cool. So you can feel these digging into you and they they sort of seem to be trying to absorb you into their mass. Wish they wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah. And give me a strength saving throw. You're pretty good at those, so it should be okay. I'm going to buy a new die. 
Guess what I rolled? A one? It's a nine. Okay. Again. Okay. A nine. We can't steal another D&D's shtick. You're, you're holding on to this, this dead body, uh, and you're trying your best to just, you know, keep it up and make sure that nothing happens, and you feel you're sort of, like, trying to stop the shit out, and um, these they, they crawl up onto you, and you now feel encircled by them. You can't move the same way, and you've got this, this weight on you, and now we move up to your turn. Okay. Do I have a condition affected on me? Yes, you have the restrained condition on you. Ah, bollocks. That's the shitty one. Right. Uh, can I make some kind of check to try and uh, get them off? At the end of your turn. Okay, fair enough. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to make the attack. So the first one I got um, that I rolled before I realized I didn't have the thing out was an 18. Are you going to keep holding on to the body? Yes. Okay, so you are restrained and you are holding on to a body. That is hella disadvantage for the attack. Uh, well, I mean, I do have disadvantage because I'm restrained, but yeah. I'm just making an unarmed attack, which can be a kick. Mm-hmm. Or headbutt or other forceful blow. Yes. Still disadvantage. Yep. Okay, so the first one, which I rolled as a 17, then the disadvantage roll is... There's the nat one! Yay! In the in the confusion, you're you're struggling and you're 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 kicking and you're moving your legs and you're you're trying your best to con- like keep everything under control and you feel an immense amount of pressure on yourself in this moment and in doing so you 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 have a, a moment of fear and panic and you you drop the body that you are holding onto uh, and it falls and it seems to be taken by these limbs very quickly. I specifically was hoping for combat last session and I see that was a mistake. all right i guess that's my turn so that was your action actually you know what for my bonus action i'm going to use second wind because i'm a little low on health that's smart that's a 10 plus 2 12 oh good which i needed so all right i'm up to 19 that's your action and your bonus action and now you can do the strength saving throw all right i'm not going to use the white die anymore because it fucked me it's another nine cool so you're still restrained it's another nine (laughs) yeah i've been rolling threes i spent so much money on you and you also uh take seven more necrotic damage seven yeah, as it's, as they start to sink more into your skin, and you can feel the, the, the all the fingernails reaching in and, and piercing some of the sinews of your legs. Cool. Uh, Maris. Oh my god. Okay, so these things are, like, getting, like, all up into him, right? Like, they're, like, sinking in. Yeah, and they also seem to be uh, grasping at, quote-unquote, Bill's body, and they are, like, starting to, like, rip and tear at his, his feathers and his skin. Uh, I don't care about that. Um, <laughs> the panic that you had earlier, gone. I already killed him once. I can kill him twice. Or they will. I don't... Whatever. <laughs> oh, I guess I do feel a little guilty that I killed him. Whatever. Um, I guess... Okay, so one thing I do want to point out, I don't know if Maris would consider this, but... And I know Condemned wouldn't consider this, but putting it out there is that if Bill dies... I don't know how much evidence we have that it was a good idea to kill the pseudo mayor of this town. Oh, yeah. Just can can we real quick? Like, is he like dead or is he like death saves? Uh, NPCs don't do death saves. I mean, that's up to you. (laughs) 
I just there we go. There you go. So he's like dead, dead. Like I can't. We won't be able to revive him. You basically like fried his brain with Jesus magic. Mm-hmm. So sorry about that. Great idea. <laughs> Great idea, Kander. Um, I think we're yeah, gonna go. Cool. With, we're gonna go with my plan, which is I'm gonna um kill more things. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, I'm gonna commit more violence. So uh... I assume like uh, I'm scared to attack them with. Like, my first instinct was use my breath weapon, but that will also kill Condemned. And might light this bitch on fire. And light the bitch on fire. So, if I use my maul to, like, kind of, like, whack-a-mole these things off, is there a chance that I cannot hurt him? Or do I just, like, can I just, like, use an action or just, like, to pry these limbs off and then, like, eat them like crab legs? Basically. But, like, not actually. <laughs> uh, you can use an action to try to free him from the things. Can I, I will do that. Okay. Uh, give me a athletics check. Fuck. Ten. Okay. You, uh, you, you go in and you're, you're grabbing at all the things and uh, every, you, you grab one and you toss it and you grab another one and you toss it and they they seem to be being replaced faster than you can tear them off of him. Connie, it's very unpleasant to have, uh, like fingers and rib cage pieces ripped out of your body and then immediately like sort of replaced by other ones. I appreciate the effort. I'm sorry. Oh god. Um oh can I yell at Fang too? Uh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, is Fang helping? We've been doing that the whole time, so yeah. Why stop now? Uh hey, get over here. Uh so you do you turn and you look at her or do you just yell? Uh I'll turn and look at her. Uh so you turn and you look at her and she has a a, a look on her face that is it it looks like like the the most visceral combination of hatred and anger and betrayal and sadness that you've ever seen in a person before. She looks as heartbroken as she is bloodthirsty. Can I do an inside check to see if that's like towards me for killing Bill or for- Not yet. <laughs> God damn it, because my initial thoughts were like, hell yeah, get in here and kill these bitches. But now I'm starting to question. Fucking knew we couldn't trust these NPCs. Damn it, Brian. Uh, okay, that's uh, your turn. Damn it, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. So now the horrifying uh limb pieces, they are they're ripping apart Bill and uh quote unquote Bill. His limbs seem to be joining the pack as well and they start climbing up Connie some more and they do uh some hits on you. So they get advantage because I'm restrained. Sure do. Ooh, doggy. Okay. So uh the first ones hit. They do five damage okay so you can you can feel them starting to claw up and get into your your stomach and your hips and your waist and your yeah wonder zone (laughs) it's a bad time fyi i'm out of the bullshit that lets me avoid damage guys uh and then they attack attack again with their second part okay that also hits no way (laughs) yeah there's a 22 yeah yeah and you take five more damage oh my god as they 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 climb and they start to claw your chest and you can feel scratch marks appearing all over your chest and your back (sighs) it's not my turn yet it is sukukano's turn i am still up barely for now (laughs) i say menacingly he's just standing there menacingly just standing there menacingly i'm gonna try to cast guiding bolt again but hopefully better this time. You got it. Thank you. You do your best. I believe in you. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Sukun Kana raises up her star map and kind of like twirls her fingers as she as she trying to tries to like crosshair 
the the optimal spot to shoot the dead bodies with that all doesn't hurt her good friend. Because I'm pretty sure with magic, it's like you pick who the thing hurts most of the time. If you if you like, you know, get a nat one or some shit like that. I got nineteen. Yeah, okay, that hits. Fifteen damage. Also, uh, it ha- let's see here. On a hit, target takes 46 radiant damage, and on the next attack roll made against this target before the end of your next turn has advantage, thanks to the mystical dim light glittering on the target. So I'm going to say that the mystical dim light is like like the, the glow of faint stars. Do you want to say that it's sort of like uh, they make sort of a constellation shape out of the pieces? No, I want to say it's like like the chaos of a galaxy, beckoning for attack. Okay, that's dope too. Grim. How dost ye wish to end the fight? Yes! Oh my god, I was so scared. So she she lifts up her star map um, and shoots it towards them. And remember what I said about the uh, galaxy thing? Well, now there's going to be an explosion of galactic light um, with little bits of stars just, just on MCAT, just like pew, 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 you know, little sparkly things all over the place as it eats away at whatever undead magics it has been created from with a radiant starry light. Oh my god, it melts them like they're in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> so, Connie, you, you feel the, the heat that comes off of these radiant explosions as all the different limbs and bits and bobs and pieces, they fall to the ground at your feet and you are free from this entangling mass. Fuck. And it feels good. Oh my god. Holy shit, guys. I killed Bill. I think it was more of a joint effort, you know? I think that's patented. I don't think I can say that. Can the name of this episode be Kill Bill? (laughs) 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 Killed Bill. (laughs) Bill killed? In in the midst of you guys sort of, I don't know if you're celebrating or just sort of like breathing a sigh of relief. Uh, no, she's just horrified. Yeah. Yeah. She's just scared. We're celebrating Sukun Kana is scared and shaking. Yeah. Condemned is picking, is trying to like pick bits off and he is not in a good place. You're like, you're like picking like bits of like, like pieces of fingernail out of your chest and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to walk over to Condemned. I'm just going to be like, oh my God, I'm so, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I thought ripping those things out would be better. And I'm going to use lay on hands. Uh, you know what? Actually, Sukun Kana, I think, is going to lose her breakfast. Should I con save to not puke? Yeah, uh, give me a constitution save, yeah. Uh, also, uh, Condemned, you have a, like a like a fuck ton of like beak shards uh, like in your... Oh, she got a 19. Can I, just, can I say she just pukes, though? Because like, it's pretty gross. I feel, I feel like at this point, like the con save is to try to throw up. But yeah, you just fucking go for it. Connie, you have like blood and like beak bits uh, in your clothing and on your armor and stuff and a little bit of uh, bird blood on the bottom of your neck. Right. So for the record, guys, between my stone's endurance and my second wind, I regened 24 hit points during that fight or negated 24 hit points. Excellent. My hit point maximum is 22 and I have two hit points remaining. Oh my god, I'll give you seven, because I'm scared there's something else that's going to happen. I'll give you a lucky little seven. Seven is a good number. Yeah, you definitely want to keep a few just for any zero hit point reses. Mm-hmm. So, while you guys are doing this, you can hear Fang's voice, and she says, <sighs> Do you remember when we met? I said I was looking for someone. Oh, was that him? 
That was him. Sukun kind of looks over at, at her, him with like her mouth agape and she says, Uh, he had a, did you, did you? He, he. I'm going to insight if she's about to attack us. Sure. Yeah, Sukun kind of, as the person who did the death blow, is scared. Now you want to cooperate, 21. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she is not about to attack, but she looks like she is volatile. That's fair. Oh god, I'm so sorry. Fang is looking and she's shaking and she's clenching her daggers in her hands and she says, he, he, he told me that he wasn't. <sighs> All right, what, what did he tell you? A little while ago, he met another Genku whose name was Chop Chop. His name is Garuk. G-U-R-U-K. Thank you for spelling it for us. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I love that you said that in character. I'm so he, happy. She takes her knives out and stabs you in the brain with it. Um, That's fair. I just... He came back telling everyone about how there was this great prophet. There was this, this Kenku who... He ran butcher community I told him that it was all nonsense they were just they were just lies but I was I was he was it was so he told me that he was considering finding out if that that other bird was telling the truth or not about whether or not you can learn someone's history by consuming them and he did it there's some sort of dark dark long forgotten historical magic at play and i don't like it so that gag was both in character and out of character holy shit god damn dude she looks over at maris and you can see that her fangs are starting to grow in her mouth and she says i I know that you did what you had to do. Fang, that wasn't that wasn't your friend. I I checked. He, they were completely gone. That that wasn't your friend. I'm so sorry. That that was something evil. Entirely evil. That thing was corrupted. It wasn't your friend. I'm so sorry that your friend's gone. I'm so sorry, but I need you to know that I I didn't kill your friend. I killed whatever was posing as your friend. Persuasion check. Sukun kind of, on a side note, is going to collapse. Yeah, can I give advantage to that by saying, uh, clearly, you know, clearly there is some dark magic at work, as you say. Uh, I, I do not know what it is that happened, but it sounds like your friend passed some time ago. Does that give me advantage? To aid another? No. Fuck. Well, I rolled a seven in total. I'm proficient in this. <laughs> Those threes, right? So she says, I... I, you, it's not, a, it's not as simple and it's not a matter of whether or not it was or wasn't him. I know that it was him. It's just that he told me and I told him to stop. He said that we needed to go on a caravan and we needed to go out and we needed to do an expedition. And he left me out there to die so that he could come here to try this. I'm so sorry. Those other body parts right there. That's Bill. I'm sure of it. And those ones, the the unfinished 
the unfinished meal behind him. That was his partner. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. <gasps> oh, ew. Sorry, I'm saying that with me. Not as Maris. <laughs> she has a moment of pure frustration and, and rage, and she falls to her knees, and her you can hear her knives just thump, thump, land onto the furs below. And she begins to weep and cry. So can kind of, as soon as she starts crying, also immediately starts crying. But, like, silently, for once? <laughs> Still counts. Six in a row. Yeah, she's covering her mouth, and there are tears coming out of her eyes, and she's heavily breathing. Like, she's full-on having a panic attack right now. <laughs> I don't know what it would matter, but when people find out about this, and they will, none of us are from here. I don't know what our words will carry. I don't know. I don't know the relationships that you guys have built with people in town. I don't know how trustworthy things are going to be, but we might have to get the hell out of here. Condemned is going to pick up uh, one of the one one of the limbs, and it's pretty rotten, right? Decomposition happens after about forty eight hours or so. So yeah, this this one specifically, pretty rotten. Okay, so I'm gonna lift it up, and I can say. I don't know if they're going to think that we came in and killed Bill's partner three to four days ago. Um, real quick, um, what kind of limb did you pick up? Cool. Um, probably a hand. I was definitely thinking about a hand. Okay, so you pick it up and you can see that there is a ring on the hand made of small bone. Oh, I'm so sad. Fuck you, Ryan. Oh, God. Well, does anyone... Like, does anyone else know about this weird fucking cannibal community that's, like, doing this for, like, old dark magic shit? Does anyone know? Garuk talked to the people at Duration, and nobody took him seriously. Nobody believed that it was a thing. Apparently we were all wrong. We should tell the community immediately. We should tell Jewel. Pe- people trust- people trust Jewel and- Have we seen that? Uh, people do trust her a lot. Okay, cool. As as we know, Jewel like Jewel runs this community. She's been saying that. I I I trust her implicitly. I trust her with my I tr- I would give her my whole bank account information if she if she wanted it. If she wanted to open up a Actually, you've been saying that she runs this community. I think she's mostly just complained about everybody else, specifically Bill Luckyfoot and also us. That feels like she cares. I'm I'm just saying, like I mean like I'm totally down for trust. Like condemned kind of likes jewel and he doesn't have any particular thing. I'm just saying that like, for all we know that she's just like the local hermit and the reason that she lives in or not hermit, but like the local asshole and the reason that she's got a million rooms and no roommates is because nobody wants to live with her, but no, it's because everyone died and they're too intimidated by her hotness. That's, that's probably it. You know what? That must be it. I think you're right. <laughs> but in any case, no, I mean like, like we know jewel and we know where she is, so Jewel is a good choice. I did talk to Nurse Ratchet, but I don't know, like, I think we're still kind of on the, you know, on the fence there. So I think that if we can bring Jewel here to kind of show her, if one of us can go and just, like, run and grab Jewel and just, like, bring her here just alone, just to be like, hey, some weird shit happened. Like, you, like we want, we need to help, we need to figure this out. Or, because the only other option is we leave. We leave and we have 
a whole town against us that thinks that we came in here and just killed their whole fucking mayor, even though he was, like, apparently kind of shitty. But, actually, I think he was only shitty after he got turned into not him. After he was eaten. Fake him was shitty. Certainly Groan Duv would not approve, I think, of us discovering this and then running away from continuance, uh, like thieves in, well, I suppose, what, mid-morning? In any case, we should certainly uh, go. Perhaps we should go as group, I think. If things do turn south, is maybe better that we are all together, yes? We should bring her here. Oh, should, but should someone stay here to watch the limbs? In case they start doing limb things that limbs don't do? Yes. I'll go get her. I'll go get her. And she just kind of stands up without saying anything. She's talking out loud now. And she just kind of immediately leaves the tent without <laughs> discussing it more. Condemned definitely follows her. Okay, I'll stay with Fang. Oh, that's a... T- <laughs> I'll stay with Fang. She doesn't look at you the entire time. She doesn't speak. That's fair. That's super fair. Sukunkana and Connie, you are heading off to go get Jewel. Uh, some people have started getting up and walking around and doing stuff. Uh, Sukunkana spits on the ground because she just threw up and it was pretty yuck. Uh, you also have some tears sort of slowly freezing to your face a little bit, that little crystalline bit on your cheeks. She, she does not acknowledge them. Okay. So we got a couple minutes before... We reach uh, Jules' tent, right? Uh, yeah, you have about, like, you know, five or so minutes. Quite Not quite. You know, it's not that far away. Sukukana has that kind of, like, like thousand-yard stare in, in the sense that she was just traumatized and that she's coping by shutting it out. <laughs> you know, like every good adventurer. Yeah. Condemned approves. <laughs> certainly how I do it. So Condemned looks less like someone who is just processing like a lot of violence and death and more like someone who is about to embark in like a kind of awkward conversation with somebody because that is exactly where his headspace is. So, uh, was that your first, uh, homicide? Uh, she mind links because she doesn't have the energy to speak out loud and she says, that... Wasn't homicide. I suppose he was a man. But only in name. It was not murder. It was certainly not a murder. It was a good kill. But uh, to kill a humanoid is much different from killing some ice thralls or undead. I... I don't care about the, the bird man, the crow man. I don't care. Connie's going to make an insight check on that. (laughs) I got a 10. She doesn't care. (laughs) Uh, And she says, Fang said that he was eating people to get their memories. What if they ate something really old? Hmm. What if they ate something that knew about things that are really old. Ah, that is a thought that had not occurred to me, certainly. You are the witch. What implications would that have? I don't know (laughs) what would happen if I was eaten. Would he see my memories? Or would they see Maha's memories? Maha is the spirit 
for lack of a better term, that inhabits my body with me. She shows me the past. She shows me what the world should be in this world, as I have just recently fully come to understand is cursed. When there's people like that on its face, if it ate something, perhaps, that was lodged in the ice, an old creature, would they see what they saw? And furthermore, could they force that sight on someone else by feeding their corpse to them? If I, if we learn this magic and I force you to eat a part of me, if I cut my finger off and shoved it down your throat, maybe you'd understand what a tree is. <laughs> uh, well, all of that sounds horrifying, but <clears throat> would uh, this implication of being able to see things from before, would that not be, in your view, good thing? Perhaps not with dark magic associated with it, of course. There's easier ways to show things that that I've seen to people other than cannibalism. I would hope so. Cannibalism is uh, not something to be undertaken lightly or for pursuit of personal power. I'm just concerned about the implications of the situation that we found ourselves in. I'm disgusted by them and whatever they've got going on. Now would be around when you'd arrive at uh, Jewel's place. Uh, Sukun kind of walks in. Is Jewel there? Uh, Jewel is there, and Jade is sitting at the meal table. Having a casual breakfast. <laughs> Having a casual breakfast. Things are normal in uh, Jewel and Jade's place. Things are chill. Things are fine. All right. They're going to walk in. So Condemn's going to appraise the situation and think for a split second and order things inside of his head and say, Bill Luckyfoot was killed a few days ago. Uh, uh, um, uh. Appears to have been some sort of doppelganger, some creature that took over him. I understand this is obviously very concerning, uh, but if you, you if we take you to his uh, to Bill Luckyfoot's tent, we can show you. His corpse is there, as is the shape taker. Jewel is, is obviously flabbergasted. Uh, give me a persuasion check, because that's a crazy thing to say. My boy don't mince his words. He don't own a paring knife. <laughs> Sixteen. Okay, so she's she's convinced enough that she will go with you to see what it is the fuck that you were talking about. And she looks over at Jade and says, um, uh, Jade stands up and she says, I'm going. Sorry, Jade stands up and says she'll go? I'm going with you guys. I don't like it. I'm not there, but I don't like it. Condemned looks at her with a bit more respect than he had before. Uh, so she stands up and she finishes her meal as quickly as she can, and she goes into the back and, like Sukunkana, puts on her triangle of clothing. <laughs> yeah, it takes a, it takes a quick couple minutes to put on all of her layers. And she stands next to Jewel and she says, "I have to see. You can't keep me in here forever." 
Oh. Uh, Sukun kind of looks at Jewel and is like, "Have you been, have you been keeping her in here?" It's not like you. It's, it's not like you think. No, listen. I I grew up like that. Have you been keeping her in here? It's for her safety. You don't get to decide that. She's an adult. No, she's not. I'm an adult. And I'm allowed to make mistakes, and so is she. Perhaps one thing at a time? She uh, says, I will... <sighs> Look, we're going to figure out whatever the hell it is that he was talking about, and then I'm not going to say I'll explain everything. But I will talk to you, Sukunkana, specifically about this. Okay? So you kind of just, like, like, goes over to Jade and, like, holds her hand <laughs> and walks out the door. Hell yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, Jewel follows. Sickly girl. Uh, uh, Sickly girl sick- club. Sickly girl club. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I guess we proceed back to uh, Bill Luckyfoot's tent. Okay, just... Give me a, a a rundown of what the hell we're going to run into in there, because you said a whole lot of really fucking crazy things, and I just want to be ready. So, uh, what you will see, uh, you are a practical woman, so I will give it to you straight. There will be two corpses inside. One of what appears to be uh, bored? <laughs> bored. What appears to be bored. A bored? A uh, <laughs> Uh, my wit can explain, but she said she did not have time. Feather the board. Bird. <laughs> bird? Yes, bird, sure. Uh, bird man. It was the shape changer that took form, uh, shape taker that took form of Bill Luckyfoot. Uh, inside as well is corpse of Bill Luckyfoot. What's left of it? Yes. Apparently the shape taker was, uh, eating him in order to gain some sort of uh, magical ability to retain his information, uh, to retain his memories as part of disguise. Uh, so Jewel and Jade both, they look horrified. And uh, Sukumkana, you can feel Jade's hand squeeze yours harder. As well, there will be uh, dismembered body parts from Bill's partner, we believe, who was apparently also eaten. Okay. Those body parts did attack us. Who else is in there? Uh, There is um, our companion Maris, who you have met, Mm -hmm. and our companion Fang, who I do not know if you have become acquainted with, but uh, we met her in the Vastes. She apparently knew this shape-taker. Said his name was... Garuk? Guruk. Are you sure that she didn't have anything to do with this? No, I am not. But we did meet her out in the wastes. I do believe that she she did appear to be lost, and she does appear to be severely in distress. I can I cannot rightfully say that I am sure she had nothing to do with it, but I feel confident enough that I left my companion alone with her. Take that as you will. Uh, and with that, you arrive at 
Bill's tent. Is Mary still alive? You open the door and I'm dead. <laughs> God damn it, you beat me to it. Shit. <laughs> we all knew where this was going. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. This is a chewing okay. bone for a dog. Yeah. Uh, so you get to the tent. Uh, you open it up and you go inside. And the scene is as you described it. Fang hasn't moved. Maris, have you moved around at all? He's sort of standing in the same spot. I'm laying on my stomach with my head on my fists, uh, like on my elbows, and my feet are kicking behind me, uh, and I'm just waiting as patiently and silently as I can. How cute. <laughs> yeah, you just like. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, literally just like. Doo, doo, doo. You 100% look like the person that killed these people. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what you're doing, like she walks in and she's like. How casual. Well, I don't look happy. <laughs> I'm not smiling. So you sit there like, like. Imagine this, but like. Why don't you describe it for the audience? I'm just trying to. Um, it's it's hard to imagine because it's um, like like a like a school child who is laying on the ground and drawing in a notebook, but instead of having their hands in the notebook area, they have their hands underneath their chin, and they just sort of. They, she looks uh, <laughs> solemn and stoic. Yeah, you know what the way the way that that body posture is i think i could max out at bored for the most negative emotion that that body posture conveys <laughs> bored was what i was going for but i did forget that i just murdered a person <laughs> yeah and also that you're that you're laying belly down beside a couple bodies yeah do you want to do you want to change your position mm-hmm. yeah i'll give you i'll give you a moment to backpedal yes yeah, super gonna backpedal um <laughs> It's like you're waiting for your mom to pick you up from daycare. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, mom. God. Waiting for your MILF to pick you up from daycare. There's not, like, much else in this room, though, other than, like, the limbs, right? Like, there's no She could just be standing awkwardly. There's there's the couch. There's a table. There's a small fire in the corner. There's a bunch of furs. I think I'm, like, feeding the fire, and then I'm keeping an eye on the limbs. Yeah. And I have my maul out in my hand, too, just, like, in case they start, like getting scrappy because i want to be as far away from fang as i can be um because i obviously don't want to make her uncomfortable Mm -hmm. um but i want to be like close to the limbs as i can be as well okay so she's about two-thirds the way across the width of the tent so you are able to stay relatively far away from her so jewel assesses the scene jade sees the scene and uh proceeds to vomit so you kind of nods knowingly yeah uh, and Jade looks around and she sort of like puts her hand over her mouth as she gags. And she says, uh, okay, uh, that one leaning up against the tent wall, that is, that's Jerem. That's Bill's partner. Like that limb? Uh, no, the, uh, there was a, a body that had a... Oh, I thought it was all just pieces of limbs. No, there's a body with a jaw missing. No, there was also pieces of limbs. There was part of the jaw missing in the arm and the leg. Oh, I forgot about the jaw missing, sir. Oh, I assumed that was Bill. Right. Forgot about that funky little fresh So, guy. she points at that one and says, that's, that's Jerem. That's, that's Bill's partner. And um, she looks around at the, the body parts and the the feathers and she notices the ring on the hand that you picked up earlier and says, that's Bill's ring. And that's the imposter, right? That one there covered with all the black, whatever those are. Yes. Akinkua. In, in the imposters, in the imposters defense, they were a good person before they got into weird shit. You, uh, Fang pipes up and says, you don't have a right to talk about that. 
You're right. You don't know them. I'm so sorry. She stands up and she walks farther away into the further corner of the room. She sits down on her knees and looks forward, sort of just like keeping everyone within her view as you possibly can in the entire room. Jewel uh, walks towards all the pieces in the body and she does a quick assessing of the situation. She sees um, like sort of blood and chunks of uh, bird bits sort of on Maris's bone hammer and in the leather that's tying it together. And she says, okay, so you dealt with this one. It was a joint effort. Um, and it, it looks it looks like everything that you said is true, that this, this, this particular individual here was impersonating these ones. He's, he's got a pouch full of powders and things on his waist. So he kind of nods like, yes, I am witch. Can confirm. <laughs> Jade walks forward and she leans down and she starts to like smell all the different places. And she's, she's, okay, it's, it's not, um, okay. Um, everything that they're saying is the absolute truth of what happened. They had some, some stuff confused but they get it they they were they're on the level she stands up and she turns and she's very close to jewel at this point and she says i i think that this is the promotion that you were looking for not in the way but and then she throws up again but no one deserves it more probably (laughs) great time great time (laughs) well they're throwing up they're not saying anything (laughs) Jewel shoots you a look, like, like really now, really. That's my rascal charm. What can I say? <laughs> Holding like a, like a literal murder weapon. Yeah, sure. Give it. Go, go with a persuasion check. Hmm. A ra- a rascal check. Fifteen. No. That's pretty rascally. That's pretty rascally. <laughs> Maybe they're just, just, just not offended. <laughs> this is a pretty fucked up situation. But it alleviates the pressure a little bit. Like, that's a little weird, but I'm gonna move past it. Neutral. Just, yeah, it's effectively just not offended. She's sort of like, okay. Like, (laughs) it's like, yep. She says, I will tell everyone that you are, that you, this is so fucked up. There's not, like, a good way to phrase this. You came in and you freed us from the clutches of an individual who was impersonating our mayor, but... You came in and you still managed to throw our structure into chaos. Even if it was the right thing to do, we have to rebuild again. What What were we supposed to do? Not tell you first? I, I don't know. I don't know. And so can kind of internally thinks, oh, maybe telling them would have been a better idea. <laughs> maybe we should have said something first. <laughs> <laughs> just internally she's like maybe maybe this wasn't the best and most rational choices that we made today i'm here to make bad choices <laughs> yeah i know i know we should have we should have gone and tell someone but you think that you think that sukunkana has the like foresight to think that far uh we didn't have time um can i interject to jewel i'm just gonna be like listen i'm i'm so sorry this yeah, this situation is super fucked up. No one should have to deal with this. And you're going to have to rebuild, but you have us. We're your allies. Thrive is going to be your allies. We're going to help you. 
as much as we can. We're, I promise. We're going to do what we can to give you what you need. As much as we can. I, You know, everyone's struggling, but we'll do what we can to end. Condemned is going to kick Maris in the back of uh, of their boot. And then I'm, I'm going I'm to turn to Sukunkana and say, uh, in Giants, uh, maybe let her know not to make any promises on behalf of community. Uh, she she mind links and she's like, uh, uh, Connie says to not uh, make promises that uh, what was it uh, that you can't keep. And then Jewel says, "In giant, uh, <laughs> you are representatives of Thrive, correct?" Oh, get fucked! And then I say out loud in my normal person uh. voice, "We were sent here to." make sure that we have a good connection with these people. There's no greater extension of friendship that we can give than being able to give some of our resources that we're able to give away. We have good defense. Those are not your resources, Meris, I say in common. But there are resources. No, do not overstep yourself. I am sorry. I turn to Jewel. Uh, My apologies. What I mean to say is we are here on behalf of Thrive, but we were not given any specific authorization to give resources. We will, if you have any needs, of course, please tell us. We will be happy to take that request back to the chieftain, but we are not able to make any promises, is what I mean to say. She looks at the three of you, and it looks like she might be losing a bit of faith in the three of you, and she says, who among you is the representative for the voice of Thrive. Condemned is going to look with a little bit of trepidation towards Sukunkana, but only a little. I'm going to look back and forth, and then I'm going to also look at Sukunkana. <laughs> I was planning on doing the same thing. The baby speaks for all. <laughs> Sukunkana suddenly feels a lot of pressure on her. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Grim. <laughs> uh, she she kind of like, she goes, <clears throat> I, uh, I trust Connie's judgment. He's right. We can't promise anything. But what I can say is that um, <clears throat> that we want that I personally want to help you. And I can't, we can't, you know this, we can't give you things for free. I can heal people. I can do very, I, we can physically help while we're here. I can't promise anything what i can do is make sure not make sure but open up trade with you if we can share our resources if we can have a situation that benefits both of us even if even if in some cases just to break even on both ends then that's what's best for everyone you will have our personal assistance, of course. Those services are at your disposal. That which we are authorized to give, we would be more than happy to. You know what it's like. We we can't... I can't do more than that. You know, what, what would you do if it was us? The same thing. Well, I suppose it's... I can only offer my own perspective. I hear of... Of all the people who come from Thrive, and they have so much. Look at your furs. Look at your clothes. Look at your armor. Look at your weapons. Look at us. We, we barely have bones to scrape, to, to scrape together. We are all trying to survive. 
I can't promise that every time that we will break even, but I can promise that we will always be your allies. Exactly. That's what we need. That's what both of us need. Because the thing is, I know for a fact that things can change in an instant. Things can be prosperous and beautiful and green and amazing and better than anything that you even understand and be gone in a second. As you were saying all of this stuff, Jewel's eyes widen with anxiety and fear and awareness and Jade turns away from you for a moment. She turns to her side and she doesn't look at you and she feels she feels very closed off in the moment and they both look a little bit panicked and they say how do you know about all that? What what do you mean? How do you know about all of that? The green Ah, I see I see it in my dreams She looks at Jade and then she quickly uh, shakes her head and looks at you and says I, you, you you okay we have to leave this we have to tell everyone what happened and then the five of us have to talk of course the six of us if fang wants to join because you all seem to trust her and fang says i'm coming i'm not leaving any of you out of my sight for a moment not until i'm sure you're all who you say you are and jewel waits for everyone else to leave as she stands by the door Condemned will follow Sukun Kana out, as is his usual process of not letting the of not letting the girl out of his sight. <laughs> is Jade still in the tent? Yep. Uh, she goes over to Jade and she kind of looks at her and just kind of like 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 looks at at her eyes and uh, what do what do her eyes look like? A lot like yours. <laughs> she kind of has this moment and she says. Uh, Kakin Akaklik, which means, what's your name? So Jade looks at you and she says, My name is Naku. <laughs> and she kind of smiles and she just kind of holds her hand and she kind of like looks at her and she, her eyes mist a little and she says, Thought I was all alone. Uh, so for the audience, uh, Naku is Fox. Uh, she shakes her head no. She says no. They. They don't speak only show. Is this in Cory or is this in common? This is in common. Okay. So she suddenly has a moment of like anxious panic as she is still holding your hand, but like has to leave this room. So she just whooshes, just kind of drags you out. She comes with. Sukun kind of comes. <laughs> Anybody who is like, the, I, I feel like the other two of you would probably leave pretty quick after that because they're going pretty fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Condemns like, oh, we're leaving. <laughs> Follow the baby as long as Fang isn't also. Because I don't want to be super close to Fang because I feel bad with my general presence (laughs) among people. There's a moment, um, if you were to look back, to see Jewel sort of like waiting for Fang to leave, but Fang waiting for Jewel to leave first. Canadian politeness. (laughs) Not quite. She's not trying to be polite. She's trying to keep her eye on her. Oh, American politeness. Wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually they figure it out and Jewel leaves and then Fang falls behind her. 
so you guys eventually arrive at Jules' home, and she lets everybody in, and uh, she puts on tea for everybody immediately. Uh, tea doesn't exist. Tea doesn't exist. We're having bone broth with little bone broth tea satchets. Yeah, everybody has their bone broth, and Jewel says, all right. I would like to note Sukunkana is sitting right next to Jade and snuggling right up. Sounds good. All right. I think that we should start at the beginning. Jade is my family, but she is not my sister. Many cycles ago, it's like we said before, it's hard to keep track. I was on the border of town, patching up some buildings the way that you saw me do before. I was by myself, and I was really the only one who could at the time. We were much smaller than less people had come by and less people had settled because this is a hotspot for a lot of this activity, but it's close to your community, so there's a bit of reason to stay around. In the border and in the distance, there was a sort of cart on... It looked like rails... But maybe maybe a track or something, some sort of... It was sled-like, but it's hard to tell because there was a wheel in the front, but the back was a sled. And it turned towards me and slowly came into town, and it was filled with this brown, chalky sort of... It's hard to describe. It's like snow. It's like, it's like the ice. A muck. A muck. A muck. That's what it's called. It's what plants grow out of. Okay, she has mentioned plants a couple times, and it always sounds confusing. It, it's hard, it's impossible to imagine, but it came close, and I was unsure what it was, and I picked it up, and I started digging through, because I was unsure, but she was just buried in there. I took her out, and she wasn't crying, and she was barely moving. I wasn't sure what to do with the... Sorry, what was that word again? Amak. Amak. I wasn't sure what to do with that. And I was worried if people heard that she came from there, then there would be an issue of some sort, and they might think that she was a witch. So I, I turned it around, and I pushed it back out as hard as I could, and it faded into the fog. And I took her home. There weren't many people there, and they, they, they assumed that I just adopted someone's child after they passed in one of the undead attacks. That's how they found me. Marissa's head whips around. Hmm? I rolled into town in a cart. Buried in a mac. No one knows where I came from. But I grew up. They think I was sick because I was a baby in the cold. Or however knows how long. That makes sense. And I had all these visions in my sleep that no one understood. Kama... She listened to me, and she believed in me. Raised me so that I'd be able to leave one day. She knew how important it was that I get to try to fill this emptiness inside of me. I'm... I hate everything. I hate the way the world is. I hate that there's cannibals. I hate the ice. I hate the sky. Nak, you... You hate it too, don't you? She nods really slowly and solemnly. I'm gonna fix the world. Somehow. I don't know how yet. Maris leans over the table and... grabs a hand. And just kind of nods. Yeah. 
we're, we got your back. But this means there might be more of us, Nekyu. I, I thought I was the only one. What if there's more of us and... What if that thing that took Bill... What if it was after you? And your memories? You have us. Condemned says to Sukunkana. Nakyu, who is Jade, says, I have Jewel. You need to get stronger. Sorry, sorry, in my I started laughing because in my head I was like, and Jewel has us too. And you have my axe. <laughs> and you have my, <laughs> and my bow. Yeah. <laughs> um so she she lifts her hand up and like the uh, a very familiar to you uh what's the word that you use for fire? Akinkuku. Uh, she, she she lifts up her hand and she says, Akinkuku. And a very, very tiny, very small little fire appears in her hand. Be careful with that, it's hot. She like, closes her hand and extinguishes it. Sukunkana says, you need to get stronger. Because I've had, I don't know if you've had them, but I've had dreams. I think something really bad is out there. And you need to be able to protect yourself. And that means, and she turns to, um, she turns to Jewel, and she says, you need to help her get stronger. You need to let her out. You need her to go. How I gained strength, I went for walks. I, I did stretches every day to gain muscle. I'm not very strong, but I was worse before. You have to let her go for walks. You have to encourage her to do things. And and even though I always got mad at her, my sister, Kasu, she never let me sleep all day, every day. Because she cared about me and wanted me to get stronger. And even though I was mean to her all the time, I understand now that she did it because she loved me. Because she wanted me to be more responsible. And you need to do that for her. If you're her sister, you need to be the big sister that that she needs. And that's someone who helps her be better. I know that you're right. And it's not fair. It's not fair. This is not a fair situation. But now I have the responsibility and the power to actually do something about all this. And you're right. It might not seem like it, but the three of you coming here and and throwing a wrench a wrench what are tools <laughs> throwing a uh, bone throwing, throwing a, a bone, bone. <laughs> throwing a bone in the works of all this all this this community have really put it into perspective the work that I haven't been doing she stands up and says i'm going to make a big i'm going to make many changes i'm going to make sure that she becomes powerful and she becomes strong and she becomes she becomes and then she like she looks at her arms and she's like strong like me maris nods enthusiastically Lower those muscle expectations. No, she points mean... at her thin arm. Yeah, she's she like she means she's like I mean strong of will. Okay, yeah. Mar- Maris nods less enthusiastically, and she turns and um, just for the the sake of I know I know that this is a a place that I can get us to where we need to go next. The rest of the day is going to be a lot of like, um, you know, talks and Jewel walks around. She explains everything to everybody. You know, a lot of political boring shit. I also wanted a second where I throw my thumb out and I say, she's got my vote before she does all the walking and political <laughs> stuff. Condemned wants to speak to Maris. Not necessarily alone. Like, if Sukunkana is also there, it's fine. 
but Fang is also keeping an eye on all four of you, or all three of you, and Jade just happens to be there, in in the building. She's asleep. Condemn doesn't have any languages. In it. Yeah, he doesn't care. Uh, if, if if it would be too troublesome to get to get rid of them, which it probably would be. Uh, Meris, I wanted to speak to you about uh, the promises made, and uh, I do not want to say I did not mean to correct you, because I did. But I wish to explain myself. You are a passionate person. It is, uh, you, you care much for others, and I understand you want to do what is best, but it is cold in the waste. And sometimes you must be cold as well. You must remember what it is you are able to do, able to promise. We were not given permission to authorize additional resources. If we came back and they did not wish to give, then relations between community between continuance and thrive could have been made much worse. We need to remember where we are and who we are. I know, I know. I, it's just, you know, you, you come to a new town, like you come to a town and you see people like people that we live with every day, people that we know and that we love. And then you see the disparity that they're living in. You, you, you see the difference. Like, we don't have it good. Nobody has it good in this world. Like, it's we're, nobody's okay. I've never met a single person that is happy and content. But fuck if we are happy and content compared to what these people have. I just... It, it, it just feels like our differences are exaggerated. And these, you know, these are our people too. It feels like... I don't know. It just... I know that I'm making promises and I know that it's not my place. And I know it's definitely a little bit too trigger happy, trigger happy, bone happy, (laughs) (laughs) sword happy. I know it's a little bit, um, quick impulsive. I know that it's impulsive. I've been impulsive my whole life. I can't help that. It's, it's what I am. I just, I want good things for these people. And yeah, you, you're completely right for calling me out. Obviously, like since I got here, I think that I've been kind of doing brash, quick things and you're helping me to realize the, the balance of it all. I didn't realize that things are so different across the board. Obviously you're well-traveled, you know, things more than I do, but fuck it's, I didn't realize it, it was bad. I didn't know it was this bad and this different but yeah. Continuance is doing better than most places. It is true. It is harsh world out there. That is not to say that uh, I do not mean to come across as condescending. I hope you understand. I have much to learn from you, he turns to Sukunkana, from both of you. I have been on waste so long, perhaps I became too cold. Perhaps my... Destructive anger may have been replaced with something not much better. I am trying to learn to be a better person. And I do look to you, eh, impulsive as you are, as something of a role model in that regard. Where you have been brash, where you have caused harm, 
you have meant you have done it only by accident and only when trying to do good. I have much respect for that, as someone who has done too much harm with not so good intentions. We all have much growing to do. We are all turrets to be polished, yes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very that. We are. Now, with that, the rest of the day occurs, Jewel does her campaigning, and it's mostly just telling people, like, Bill's dead, has been, here's the situation. I am acting in his place right now, and for the foreseeable future, whatever, whatever, I'm in charge. Etc., etc., Boring stuff. Sukun kind of definitely goes to go have a nap for like that entire time. Because she's been through a lot today and she needs to go to sleep. <laughs> you are struggling. You cannot find purchase. You cannot get yourself to sleep. So through the rest of the day, you toss and turn and you're, you're laying down. And I feel like you probably continue to try to fall asleep, right? Yeah. Eventually, it does become the point at which it is actually time for bed. The three of you eat. Jade sits, uh, or Nakyu sits next to Skunkana. They eat. Everybody has a pretty decent dinner. They, like, chit-chat. And, they chit-chat and shit. You know. In a language that nobody else knows. Yep. <laughs> Can I just, like, assume that, like, I have, like, a nice normal conversation with Jewel? Like, a, not a weird one? Just, like, a normal one? Roll a charisma save. <laughs> you should be good at those. So, like, it's roll for not being milfstracted. Yes. <laughs> oh, I milf- I rolled a ten. Six plus four. Okay, you are- you. That is- an, average so you are doing like okay you are not like you know making a total ass of yourself you're not best friends yet you're not, you're not best friends you just all that you did do is not fuck it up make small talk without making it weird yeah you know what that's i feel like 90 percent of the game <laughs> that is how Marilyn gets laid it's the slow burn baby <laughs> yeah. so she laughed at one of your jokes she touched your shoulder and you had a normal conversation so and then i made it weird and then i made yep, it okay. you sure did okay so um after you guys finish dinner and you're not awkward conversation uh the three of you go down to the room at which you bed uh fang stays in there with you and does not fall asleep until all three of you are definitely asleep she is sitting up in the corner and she's watching all of you i'm gonna die in my sleep but Eventually, the three of you do fall asleep, and you all have a moment where you can hear the sound of an impossible amount of water all at the same time, uh, left and right and left and right, and when your vision finally comes to you, you are standing in the midst of the ruin that Thrive has in the middle of the city. It's large, it's brown, there are people everywhere, and all around you, in every direction that you can see, there is darkness, there is clouds, and there is water, as far as you can see. Rain is falling from the sky, thunder is booming, crashing into the ground, into the water, and you all know, you might die here. So Condemned looks around at the water, and for the first time, he sees something that approaches panic on his face as he, like, grips the nearest thing. And he says, oh no. Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode six of Tales of Bone and Ice, starring Grimhilda as Sukunkana, Marilyn as Maris Terraset, Kander as Condemned, and myself, Brian Sherwood, as the DM. Music and additional editing done by Chell Love, with additional editing done by Brian Sherwood. We've been using some of the names you've been submitting using the hashtag BonePod. It has been a ton of fun, so thank you for tweeting about us, and thank you for the kind words online. 
In the first episode, I said our release schedule was every second and fourth Wednesday. I am a Bengus. Our release schedule is every second and fourth Monday. Thanks again for listening, and remember, if you play guitar, don't forget to oil the neck every six months with a natural oil such as lemon or grapefruit to ensure it doesn't dry out to avoid flaking or cracks. The thing that I wanted to say, too, was just like a generalized apology to the vegans, because a couple of episodes ago, Condemned was doing yoga, and Maris made a comment about how he was a vegan, and it literally, like, right before we started um, recording, it dawned on me that what she meant to say was hippie <laughs> and not vegan, <laughs> but her stage manager, pointing to myself, me, um, was drunk and forgot the word for hippie um so to the vegans i'm sorry i got you mixed up with the word hippie but i'm also sorry that the terms are so synonymous that it took me like five weeks to realize uh it's like a youtuber like fake apology thing like hi this i'm really i'm really sorry that i confused vegans with hippies it was a mistake uh moving forward i won't have any etc etc no you gotta say I'm sorry that you feel offended. Yes. <laughs> That's how you do it. I'm sorry that you feel offended. <laughs> like end of that end of that video, you're like, also fuck hippies, by the way. And then the video after that is, uh, I'm sorry for calling for saying fuck hippies. Yeah. I recognize now that that was a mistake. I have so many vegan friends. I would never hate on a vegan. <laughs> I've had vegetables before. I ate a pale broccoli once. <laughs> found out a couple years later it was a cauliflower. <laughs> that shit's okay. <laughs> so that was my apology video that I wanted to make. <laughs> <laughs>